This is your host, John Dandro, and welcome to the 13th and final episode, for the season anyway, of the CPL Podcast. This being the last episode of the season, and Colin and I being seniors, unfortunately this means that it will be our last episode as well. I'd just like to say thanks, not only to Sarah and the Cheshire Public Library, but to all of you for giving us this opportunity to be heard and to express ourselves. Furthermore, I hope we have been an inspiration to all of you as well. Just because we're leaving, it doesn't mean that the podcast is done. In fact, we expect it to get better and better as the next generation steps up and continues to produce more creative and professional-sounding shows. Colin and I believe that the podcasting format has nearly unlimited potential. Look at us. We started with virtually nothing, and now have been featured in national and state magazines, newspaper articles, and even have been on television. Over the past couple of years, through friendship, teamwork, and many late-night editing sessions, there's no doubt that we've achieved a lot. We believe that all of you out there listening can achieve just as much, if not even more. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and do it. On that note, here's the last episode of the season for the CPL Podcast. Enjoy the show. Next on the show is something very cool. It's a group piece by the members of the Hartford Public High School Poetry Club. I think you're really going to enjoy it. You think you know me? Well, no, you don't. And tell me to my face what you think? I know you won't. I put my head down in class. You're quick to think I'm a failure. I will not pass. I chill with my boys. I bet that gets you annoyed. From what you say, I'm a hoe. But honey, you just don't know. I am what I am. Not what, what you see. As soon as she steps into the room, people were like, do who do she think she is? This girl with a lot of mouth I see, yet crazy with the K, if you know what I mean. Sometimes you may think she is making a scene or acting obscene, but not afraid to speak about reality. So, I am what I am. Not what, what you see. see. People see me as a failure, not the one you catch trying. Yeah, people see me as a tough guy, not the one you catch crying, but you don't know. I am what I am. Not what you see. I tell you, man, I could have caught it, tucking the chain and put away the wallet. Not one to stand next to or share a few words, forget what you heard. Can't you tell by the body with the tattoos and all? One time, be your best friend, you might have to call, and that's not all. He looked like the type that would climb on the roof and stab Santa Claus. Home. Then go down your chimney, raid your house, and tape you up at a pause. Kerosene your feet and leave you on the hot seat so fall back and don't negotiate a welcome because if you do you might end up alley stranded with multiple reasons for yelling so leave him alone because i am what i am not what you see he wears black he's the devil because he listens to that music he's a demon he's confined and doesn't talk to no one he's a satanist because he's him soulless and evil smart and quiet and hence socializing but i am who i am not what you see People look at me and hurry to judge me. People think I can't make it here in the heartbeat or just playing anywhere that I tend to be. Like this lady that saw me with a girl all up on me while I was chilling in the lobby. She was being judgmental and decided to call my mommy. Told her she was worried I might be gay, but I said, Hey, I am what I am. Not what you see. Why can't you let me be? I have my own personality. I got my boys, so what they're not girls? That makes me not fit in? Well, that's none of your business. Little do you know, I'm the smartest chick for sure. See, all my girls love me because I stay by their side. And all my dudes love me because I'm that ride or die. So you should realize, this is the true me. Hey, me and love me, I'm still on your mind. May I just say, I know I'm crazy with the K. Not caring what people may think, but just being outrageous and creative. Yeah, 
I may have a big mouth, but this mouth speaks the truth that holds the future. So guess what? This is the true me. Hate me or love me, I'm still on your mind. I am what I am. I got what I got. You don't know me, so don't judge me. I'm a fighter and a lover, so I ain't gonna change what you see. Take me for what I ain't. Yeah, that's me. You think I'm tough, but I'm soft inside. I've been through everything with just a blink of an eye. You don't know me, so don't judge me. I just want to be free, so let me. This is the true me. Hate me or love me, I'm still on your mind. Before the body stop, look on the inside. Understand the teardrops that touch the face with no disgrace. Seeing myself without skin, and there's nothing but hard work and blood and veins. Things that go along with the pain flows through the brain, come out sicker than cancer. Respond to my answers, but cannot question. I learn by the lessons and wonder why I'm placing my own bets in myself. The hard-working man, structured without a plan, smoother than a cam, and spreading the love where my heart's always above, mind and body fitting like a glove, but with a loose grip. Take things easy, stay away from the greasy peeps, because they're not good for my health. Higher than the stealth, I'm a buyer without help. So independence is my key and pride is my lot. I'm turning without a stop and I'm cleaning without a slop. So don't mock me, because inside my mind is more powerful than any human body. And this is the true me. Hate me or love me, I'm still on your mind. Just when you think you know, everything changes again because you only listen to what people tell you. But you never listen to the real story. But you never listen to my story. Who this guy you wonder, even before you say something, I tell you. I am the person that follows in what I believe. I'm the person that thinks I'm gonna die every day of my life. Why am I like that? Because it is who I am. The distance between you and me is that I dare to defy everything. I'm always going all the way, giving my all. And the only thing that can stop me is death. This is the true me. Hate me or love me, I'm still on your mind. See me, I'm a girl that knows what she wants to be. So I turned around facing that lady and told her, this is me. I chose to be like this, so let me be. Feeling ashamed of her stereotyping, she said, excuse me, let me tell you one fact about myself. Sometimes I fall and manage to get back on my feet. And if a friend is in need, I will drop on my knees, because that's who I am. Yup, this is the real Ashley. This is the true me. Hate me or love me, I'm still on your mind. Next up is that always popular segment, What the Fotch, by Mike and Robbie. This is Mike. And Robbie. This is the last Fotch of the season. But that's not why we're sad. We're sad because we made it on a Mac. That's right. We're ashamed to be using the brainchild of a black t-shirt, tight jean wearing likely communist. But wait, Robbie, did, what are you talking about? He gave us YouTube on the TV. Really? Oh my god! I can now watch the internet on television! I know. They invented it like internet on your TV. What's wrong it's, with that? it's like watching YouTube on the tube. Aw oh, snap. I could have sworn that I saw YouTube on my Wii last night. I don't know. It's a Mac thing. I mean, I, I also had my computer hooked up to the TV last night too. I could have sworn that was the internet. Maybe I, maybe I didn't. It wasn't on the internet. It was like what a fake. What do you want, Musto? It was like a fake internet or something. If you're not using Apple TV, then you can't watch YouTube on your TV. I guess not. Jeez. Uh, anyways, um. So how has how long has the S video cable been around for, Mike? <laughs> I mean, how I many even years? A lot. We'll leave yes. it at that. In other words, man got in prison for DUI, but get this, he wasn't driving a car. No, no, not a motorcycle or anything. He was driving a lawnmower. And uh, believe it or not, if he wasn't screwed over enough, when they released him, they gave him an additional ticket for not mowing his lawn. Well, if that adds insult to injury, this definitely will. A woman reports a child abduction after a dwarf mechanic 
rides in the trunk of a car. Wow. Speaking of the police, um, there have been reports of 9 out of 10 coppers who were caught breaking the traffic laws. They had their sentences thrown out. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I know. Um, the fuzz can break the law. Kind of makes me want to be a cop so I can just run red lights and crash into people. I don't yeah, have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Just, you know, running over pedestrians and stuff. Grand oh, Theft Auto for real life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's amazing, Mike. Now, um, you know what? A woman was attacked by SWAT. Her head on concrete, guns pointing at her. And you know why? Straight out the movies. She baked some people cookies. Now that's crazy. It's quite the offense. After she was feeling sympathetic for direct TV installers, which took an especially long time, she decided to bake them cookies. So, um, yeah, there's just a misunderstanding. And, um, yeah, you know, short things happen. And but, I mean, how did they, how'd they mistake baking cookies for something that serious? Must have. Do you know what you can do with a lethal batch of cookies? No, well, I'm not aware she could do something that destructive with cookies. I mean, Google it. All right. If you were one of those kids that decided to pull the fire alarm in school, you got one up here. This this girl pulled 11 different hotel ones and decided to hose down the rooms with fire extinguishers. Now, what can you accomplish by hosing down a room with a fire extinguisher? I mean, some kids do it in school to get a test or something, but I mean, this is a hotel. Like, what are you gonna miss? Dinner? I, I, I don't want to go to bed. I, I better get out. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> now, um, you know, people who have strange minds, well, they're quite abundant in this country because an 84-year-old man threatened to blow up a train because it was 25 minutes late. Now tell me, what could go wrong with threatening to blow up a train because it's 25 minutes late? Times have changed. In the past, no one would have thought anything of it, but now, oh, he's done. Ah. He's, he's just done. His life is over. I guess FBI was on him in like three seconds. Boom. Now, actually, a homeless person sued for his right to beg. And you know what? You, you'd think that this was um stupid lawsuit. I mean, a stupid idea. Kind of pointless. Yeah. Well, you know what? He won. What? The homeless lawyer. The homeless lawyer. I would say. The homeless guy's lawyer. Yes. The homelesses. Now, the homeless guy's lawyer said that it was a great victory for freedom of speech. Aren't you glad that you can beg? Yeah, I mean, I, I was not aware that I couldn't before. Real men beg. <laughs> okay, take it all home. Initiation just wasn't what it used to be. A teen gets arrested for kidnapping after allegedly duct-taping a boy to a tree. And if you thought this was genius enough, this kid decided to take a picture of it to, you know, just give the police some evidence when they finally find him. Yeah, smart idea. Don't you think, yeah. Robbie? I, I, I know. Ladies love it when you have a picture of a, a guy duct taped to a tree on your cell phone. It's the real way to a woman's heart, boys. Yeah. Duct tape. <laughs> when the suspect's father arrived, the tape was removed and the police were called. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Oh, come on. It happens all the time. Thank you guys for listening. Swap the fuck. No sex Here's another short story by one of our most frequent contributors, Wendy. Practical Alchemy My father loved his automatons far too much for anyone's good. 
He would sit in his moldy basement workshop lined with jars of chemicals and huge vats of bubbling proteins that smelled like sulfur and boiling eggs, staring with an eerie hunger at his cauldrons, watching, waiting. The rough outlines of half-molded dolls stood with their wet heads bowed within the vats, looking more like primitive sculpture than the humanoids they were to become. Sometimes, when I went downstairs with a tray of dinner for him, I would find him sprawled out over his notebooks, fast asleep with a pencil still in hand. Father, I would say, and he'd gradually unstick his face from the half-drawn anatomy diagrams of doll design, grin at me, and reply, Just a few more days. This one will be perfect. A beauty. A beauty. A beauty. They always turned out to be beauties, sculpted in face and form, slender, obedient, polite, gentle, their first words forever, a uh, good day, master, when they were animated with phoenix ashes. Yet my father was never quite content with their perfection, as much as he adored them. His beauties always let him down at one time or another, for some reason or another. This one makes bad pie, or that one left my curtains dusty when she was sweeping the living room. To anyone and everyone else, it was obvious why they held a disappointment, but he played the game of content, not content, with their melodious whispers of, Yes, master, I do love you. It was not that he lacked for real women. He had plenty of those. My father was a handsome man, even in middle age. He would return home night upon night with a new member of his local alchemy circle. I never liked his girlfriends. They were the most jealous, nagging, crow women a person could imagine, yet they let my father have his charming way with them until three months later, when they either tired of him and left him in a miserable heap, or worse, he would turn them away in favor of his latest creation, with which he'd take delight in for the next three months before he'd get bored of her flawlessness. She never cried or begged or pleaded that she would change for his sake because she loved him, so please, please, Finn, Vanel, please stay with her. Instead, the doll would walk off, always wearing a blank and placid smile that made my skin crawl, and my father would head in the opposite direction of his wine cabinet. The kitchen would smell of olives and fifteen different brands of cocktail cherry, when I would still see him st sitting at 11.30 at night on my way to bed. And when I walked into the kitchen to clean up, there would be a mess of my father and the napkins on which he had scribbled faces, hairstyles, dresses. Then after three days of this alcohol-induced brainstorming, it was back to the basement where he'd begin work on a new doll, always destroying his first few prototypes. The old toy would be discarded to wander around our manor house or sold to another alchemist as an assistant or to a rich bureaucrat as a bodyguard or a housekeeper. On my fifteenth birthday, he presented me with a doll of my own in the shape of the most beautiful boy I'd ever seen. Smartly dressed, with eyes made of amber drops, he had a charming air and impeccable manners. I am Baron, he said with a bow, when my father brought him to my birthday dinner, and you are my true love. I burst out laughing and told the doll to fetch me a glass of juice. My father was quite upset with me for a week afterwards. Three months after my 18th birthday, my father da lay dying of pneumonia. He ordered his favorite twenty dolls, and myself, to stand around his deathbed. I saw his eyes dart around the unblinking faces of the automatons, Sophie, Lola, Bella, and all the rest, their glass eyes shining with saline water, and, and me, looking like a potato standing next to all these jewels, with my entire countenance flushed red and dripping. Realizing he could still not find what he was looking for, he closed his eyes and died. But while he never found what he sought, I most certainly did. Hello, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor of California. 
I'm broadcasting here from the Chester Public Library on the CPO Podcast. And these are the announcements for the summer of 2007. If you don't listen now, I break you over my knee. This is Rafi. This is Mike. And, uh, alright guys, from, uh, on Thursday afternoons, July 5th to August 10th, from 2.30 to 4.30, you can come here and play games in the library. We'll have a Nintendo Wii available for group play, as well as a large selection of board games, which include Monopoly, Upwards, Chess, Checkers, Scrabble, Life, Clue, Yahtzee, Boggle, Battleship, and many more. Now, on Monday mornings, July 2nd through August 13th, from 9.30 to 11 o'clock, teens can read to tots. Now, do you enjoy working with young children? If so, register beginning on June 1st for our annual Teens Read to Top Summer Program. Teens in grades 6 and up will be paired with preschools and for stories and a craft. Now, I did this last year. I personally recommend doing it. It's an awesome way to bond with a kid in the Cheshire community. Are you looking to give back to your community? Fulfill a community service requirement? Have fun? Consider becoming a library volunteer. Pick up an application at the library or print one off from our website. The first volunteer training session will take place in early July, and additional trainings will be held throughout the summer. Now, are you wondering what to read next? Then you must check out our team book blog, where your peers post book reviews, you can browse all postings, or just look at postings in your favorite genre, mystery, horror, fantasy, historical fiction, and many more, a plethora of genres, indeed. If you read, review, you can win prizes too. Readers in grades 6 and up are invited to contribute book reviews to our teen book blog. For each book review submitted during July and August, you'll receive a chance to win one of our fabulous prizes in our weekly drawing. Submit reviews to Sarah, the teen librarian, via email or to the Dropbox in the teen area. Now, we as a podcast are looking for some new voices because we're sad to announce that our seniors are leaving here. They're gone. This year. I know, it's so depressing. I mean, best of luck to them. I'm of course, I mean, yeah. naturally. But we need new voices. Now, it's a, it, we're an award-winning audio magazine featuring teen writers, musicians, and as you know, if you're probably listening, reviewers. You can contribute whatever you want. You have a ton of freedom. And, um, yeah, so it's so much fun. You can um, subscribe on iTunes, listen to streaming audio on the library website, or just come to the library and get a CD. For more information on joining the podcast, contact Sarah or join the CPL podcast group on Facebook. That's where it's at. Yeah, it's all the cool kids group. Okay. And those are your announcements. The CPL podcast is a project of the Cheshire Public Library, Sarah Klein Morgan, teen librarian. Voices on this episode belong to John, Ravi, Mike, Colin, Wendy, and members of the Hartford Public High School Poetry Club. Podcast editorial board members are Mike, Ravi, Colin, and John. For more information about the CPL podcast and other programs and services of the Cheshire Public Library, visit our website, www.cheshirelibrary.org teens, or email Sarah, the teen librarian, at smorgan at cheshirelibrary.org. <laughs>